think before you speak may be a time-worn saying, but it holds merit in our tweet-first-think-later day and age. Language is anything but neutral. Rape, as a recent Gurugram moral policing incident shows, is a loaded word that cannot be used to mete out punishment as one sees fit. However, as we assess the incident, the woman's alleged you-should-be-raped comment, the recording of the video, how the six women approach the situation, the social media support and outrage, and finally the media coverage of it all, we must pay some attention to our own words. What we seem to have not noticed is that the words we use shape the narration of this incident and many more like it. Girls, why we must stop infantilizing women. Young girls call out Delhi women for asking seven men to rape girls for wearing short dress. This is one of the top headlines about the incident. Other headlines for reports that surfaced after the viral video was posted were more or less a permutation and combination of these words. Notice the use of the phrase young girls in the headlines. The designated young girls in the viral video were clearly above 18 years of age. Then why are articles, both in support of them and those critical of their actions, bent on calling them young girls instead of women? The phrase young girls suggests a certain naivete. It seems to suggest that these 20-something women don't know better. Coupled with this are other stereotypes that enable the quote-unquote dumbing down of women and restricting their expression. That the girls are naive is also the opinion that the woman holds in the video which is what leads her to school them on the topic of wearing clothes of a certain length. Except that the women being schooled for their choice of clothes are fully aware of what they are doing. The infantilizing tendency of the phrase young girls or even just girls, which shouldn't be so hard to miss here, is completely normalized and ingrained in our vocabulary. It is as much a part of the patriarchal system that leads the woman in the video to use a rape threat. Some other articles refer to the woman in the video as quote-unquote desi auntie or deli auntie, phrases that reek of unwarranted ageism that negates the seriousness of her opinion too. If it were men or the uneasy gender exchange. A discussion that unsurprisingly ensued on social media as more and more criticism was leveled against the six women was that if instead of the six women there were six men who had followed and shouted down the woman in the video, their actions would have met with outrage. The problem with this quote-unquote if it were men argument is that it's easy exchange of gender. Men in a patriarchal setup have more access to public spaces, more freedom to express their opinions openly and often loudly. They tend to be taken seriously, well, much more seriously than young girls, and are not usually questioned on their choice of attire. So if it were men, then the context of the incident would change. What would also change are the power equations. Fear would come in, as would the threat of violence, this time from the men rather than from the woman. If it were men in short clothes, the whole incident would not occur in the first place. Neither would they be questioned for their choice of clothes, nor be threatened by a woman with rape at the hands of people around them. The easy exchange of gender, the if it were men argument in an incident like this, is really not that easy. Man or woman or our gender trouble. Talking of gender, even the most progressive discussions on rape culture that re-emerged after the incident displayed gender blindness in saying that women don't deserve to be raped for wearing clothes of their choice. Some went on to include men in this assertion but forgot that rape affects all genders and some genders more than others, comfortable as they were in the man-woman binary.
So here's a question that I ask at the cost of being called a what about her. What if the school party were a group of people who identified as non-binary? Would the schooling narrative change? How will the incident pan out? Will their voices be heard? Does a discussion on rape culture then need to be more inclusive and aware? Finally, should we think more about our own biases, ingrained ideas and prejudices before we speak?